Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius along with our executive producer T-Bone and my co-host, world champion in pork at the American Royal Invitational. American Royal being keywords for the show, by the way. American Royal Invitation. He's the pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Andy Groneman. And I uh, want to do another little shout out. We talked about this last week. We'll probably talk about it again next week is Stan Hayes and Ar- Operation Barbecue Relief down in Florida right now, helping those poor folks down there. Um, and if you can donate anything for those people down there, but also Stan Hayes and their great uh, organization could use your donations. It's OperationBBQRelief.org, or as Andy likes to tell us, OBR.org. OBR.org. They're down there. I think I saw on the news like 30,000 meals a day or something insane. Yeah, and the, it, once they're fully deployed, they can, I believe, do 60,000 meals Maybe six. A day. It, so, was, it, was a, it was an insane number, but anyway. So they're, they're getting a good head start on their second 10 million. Yeah, yeah. So Operation Barbecue Relief, again, a buddy of ours who's been on the show more than once. We'll have him back. Stan Hayes, please help them out at... Operation Barbecue Relief dot org, or as Andy likes to say, OBR. Thank you, OBR dot org. Please help them out. Um, and if you're ever in their area, they would love volunteers. Believe me, they need all the volunteers, but definitely financial donations. So we're going to have on the show. Speaking of American Royal, Grant Basilier. Basilier, how Basilier. about that? Basilier, <laughs> Tebow. T-bone. I, you know, I I just have to tell her. Dave has pronounced it correctly every single time until now. And now he will say Grant B. I, I Seriously, folks, I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, there's a lot of things wrong. But we will sit there and we get an unusual last name and, and T-Bones writes it out phonetically. I rehearse it. I practice it. Everybody, oh, he's got it. He's got it. And then as soon as the microphone opens up. To, to be fair, Grant, I, when I asked Grant, okay, how do we pronounce your last name? He's like, oh, just call me Grant. I mean, he, he said it's very tough. Grant Basilier. Yeah, close Basilier. enough. Basilier. Basilier. Okay. Well, anyway. I mean, we're getting close enough to the holiday. If he if he doesn't like how you pronounce it, he can just say, hey, I got a problem with all you people. <laughs> I mean, we, we could turn it into an airing of grievances or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> So anyway, as Andy last weekend, of course, American Royal, you were there all weekend long. I was there, yes. You were there with your with your company. Go ahead, mind, free, body, free and spirit. Oh well, I mean, we did we did uh, have the inaugural voyage of Creekstone's new trailer, our new marketing trailer. That's and, a gorgeous trailer. Oh, it and it cooks amazing. I did I I did not win anything at the Royal <laughs> this year, but you know that's to be expected. The Royal for us is really like homecoming mm-hmm. at this point. We've cooked it as smoke on wheels 21 or 2 years oh my and then I've cooked it with uh my dad's team and of course like we I've paired up with Todd Johns who's on the show several times. Sure. So we so I, over the years we've cooked it a lot of times, 25 26 years and 
Andy, by the way, started cooking at seven. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Score at home. Yeah, (laughs) sure, we'll believe that. It it really is because everybody in the country there'll be five hundred teams that have descended on Kansas City. Crazy. So it's homecoming. Everybody that you haven't seen in a year, if you're not out on the circuit, Mm -hmm. you're going to see them here. And people, whether they compete forty times or one time a year, if they compete once, it's the Royal. Yeah. So. You know, we get to see our friends from Canada that we never get to see. We get to see our friends from California and Texas. And so for us at this point in our barbecue competition career, it really is just like a homecoming. Uh, We just get to see everybody and have a great time. And sometimes we do good. Sometimes we don't this uh, this week. Mm. Yeah. You're cooking barbecue. Meddling. Yeah, meddling. But it was uh, life's good. good. You're cooking barbecue. And speaking of Grant, that's going to be our guest. He had a crazy finish last week, right, T-Bone? Oh, yeah. I mean, crazy finish. Uh, It's never been done before. Never been done. So Grant won the Invitational Mm -hmm. on Friday. So we all, you know, we show up and start pulling in Wednesday. Right. And then, you know, you set up and get everything rolling Thursday. You get your meat inspected Friday morning. And then Friday at the Royal, like I said, this homecoming, like that's, there's 40 or 50,000 people out there all partying and having a great time. And while that is going on, you are prepping your meat and getting ready to cook to turn into the judges Saturday in the Invitational. Mm-hmm. Now, to be in the Invitational, you have to have won an event uh, that's a sanctioned event, right. typically KCBS, but it could be a Gulf Coast or another society. Um, and you win that event and you get invited to come cook. So everybody that is in the Invitational is a grand champion. Mm-hmm. Then you cook oh, that hold on. And, and how many teams... Uh, was that about? right around 200 ish wow. 230 yeah 225 230 yeah. somewhere in there it's usually between two and 300 um and so grant you know managed the friday night thing this is his first year at the american royal I know, by this the is way. the insane part of it all so getting thrown into that melee of people and right. all of that stuff it's a big deal so it's, he's experiencing his first Royal, and then he goes ahead and wins it. <laughs> and then usually after that, you know, that's kind of like the, well, I just won, yeah. you know, the biggest contest in Drop the world. The Disneyland. Drop the mic. <laughs> Go to Disneyland. Yeah. So, you know, you compete the next day and you hope to do well, but you've kind of, you know, had that all the energy poured right. into that. And now you're celebrating the win and like, you know, trying to wrap your head around it. And he wrapped his head around it by winning the Open. <laughs> That's just insane. Which has never been done. So never. 42 years that the Royal has been in existence, the same team has never won the Invitational and the Open in the same year. Yeah, There's been so teams crazy. that win it, you know, one year, and then three years later, they win the next one. Well, um, well we're going to have Grant on to talk about that and, and his cooking techniques. We're going to learn from Grant. Uh, we're very excited about that. He's also an executive chef. But right now, we've got our Ask Andy segment sponsored by our October Barbecue Sauce of the Month, which is Smoke on Wheels, Pork Marinade, and Injection, which can be purchased at All Things Barbecue. Their website, of course, is atbbq.com. T-Bone, what do you got for us this week? From Mary Stevens. In, in, and I've always I've been waiting for a city that I can have fun. Poke! Catello, Idaho. <laughs> wow. I'm waiting for a question from Walla Walla, Washington. <laughs> Andy. Yes, sir. I keep hearing that after the first hour or two, the meat will not take on any more smoke. Why is that? Well, there it uh, is. There it is. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, let's. I mean, 
the the meat itself won't take on smoke after a certain temperature and i say take it on it's because the meat pores have started to close up right you and depending on what you've rubbed your meat with and and all of that you might see a smoke ring or you might not um sometimes the meat won't you won't get a reaction with the smoke and the steam in the chamber to create a smoke ring it'll just stay gray so you may not know how much smoke you've taken on some people judge it by that ring but essentially once you've started cooking it and and i don't have my notes in front of me but i think it's right around 140 degrees it'll quit taking on smoke into the meat deeper because the 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 meat has now sealed Hmm. now so it's not time it's temperature it's temperature the the other thing that happens though is you will continue to take on smoke on that outside of your meat your crust or your bark so the, the more you leave it in, the darker the bark gets, the more smoke it takes on. And the only thing you have to watch there is not getting too much smoke so that your food gets bitter. But that would be the, the biggest thing you look for. So I usually, on a long cook, it's going to be four or five hours in the smoke, maybe six, and then I wrap. Cool. Well, thank you, Mary, from a town that T-Bone can pronounce, and Pocatello, I can't. Pocatello, Idaho. <laughs> We're going to send you a bottle of our October barbecue sauce of the month, which is smoke on wheels, pork marinade, and ejection, which you can get at all things barbecue. That's atbbq.com. Coming up, we were just talking about him, Grant Basilier. Basilier. Basilier is going to be on next. And we're talking about the American Royal and what an incredible accomplishment he had becoming a champion at his first time ever at that competition. And that's going to be coming up next as we're talking about the American Royal and what a crazy huge event that is every year right here on Barbecue Radio Network. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. Dave Caius, along with Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Annie Groneman. Very excited to have somebody who has just sprung out of nowhere in the barbecue world to be on our show this week. His name's Grant Basilier. Or Basilier. Bas- Grant, how did I say it? Basilier. Now, French it up for us. Basilier. <laughs> Sadly, I think I can do Basilier better than I do can do that. We got Grant Basilier, who, by the way, uh, has it sunk in when people say that you're an American royal champion? Has those words sunk into you yet? Not necessarily. No. Yeah. Well, so we were talking about you on the first segment, and you've got your barbecue team simply called QU. And uh, normally we don't ask our guests, well, how'd you get your start and all that? But you're kind of unique and we kind of do want to ask you, uh, we know you're like a corporate executive chef and all that, but kind of quickly go from there to all of a sudden being an American world champion when it's your first time competing. Barbecue Radio Network with Dave Caius and Andy Groneman will be right back. Hey, Bar and Grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. 
The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby. Yeah, no, no, I know it's uh, about eight years ago. I got I got this gig, two uh, line shipping supplies. So um, I worked there, had the weekends off, um, kind of got bored. You know, I mean, cooking backyard, doing this and that. But I would uh, I found out that Kenosha, Wisconsin, was doing a barbecue event. So not really knowing what I do, um, I kind of figured some stuff out, watched a couple videos, went out, started started doing the com- competition, and then a couple years later, just kind of got hooked. Um, I think in 2020, we, 2019 to 2020, I think we did 18 in, in a season. And then, um, just leading up to this point, um, just kind of, just kind of got a little, get a, I don't know, just started rolling. Yeah. Which, know, we that's hard. Doing. It's hard to get 18 or 20 in cause COVID was starting to, we were kind of heading into that in 20 and it's like, that's a, oh, that's yeah. a strong Indi- season. Indi- Indiana never, Indiana never really shut down. So we were going, we we're just right there. So we were. We had nothing else to do, so we were just, you know, just trying to trying to figure it out, and you know, cook and see what judges like, talk barbecue with all the guys, and then and then just you know, just keep on doing it. And there's a lot of great contests up there, and a lot of good competition up there too. People kind of forget that that whole area because Milwaukee used to have a great contest on the old uh, down by the old uh, brewery down there, and in in the you know the the uh, Martin Luther King Business District, the Business Improvement uh-huh. District, great event there. Um, just all kinds of great contests up in that area. Um, but when, like, so you you've been doing it for a while. When did you kind of hit the the stride where you were going? All right, we, now I've dialed this in, and I'm getting the results I want. Totally, we were we were at the invitation on Kansas. That was 2020. And, um, we, we, I think we came in top 10, I can't remember seventh, maybe eighth. And we're just like, well, all right, we, you know, we're hanging with the big dogs. And, um, and then I had, I had my son, um, that April. And so we only did five that summer in 21, but we did really well. We hit some top tens. We won one. And then this season we, I think we're at 10 and then we just started, we started winning a couple here and there. And then we get to the Royal and then obviously you don't expect going in there, you know, you just want the top 50 or top hundred or this and that. And then, <laughs> and then that, that just, that, that, that just happens. So I, I don't even know what to say. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the deal, I mean, you've, you've been to the contest. The judging is so varied, especially at a place like the Royal where there's 500 judges. So you, you've got as many judges as you've got teams. So it, it is, uh, you've got to have, your your a game on and get four great categories in and then you've I, I, also got to have a little bit of luck of getting at the good tables too but if you don't I, turn I, in great product no i think i think you're totally right i think that's that's it like we came we came to the royal and I, him picked some stuff about you know the six months previous just kind of froze it just some really nice stuff so i showed up with some really nice as is everybody else and you know this is the big dog and uh, we had just two really solid, no stress, nothing kind of screwed up. Just the same cook <laughs> that we've been doing, same cook we've been doing all season. And like I said, like um, I think we hit if there was eight angel tables there, I think we all hit all eight. So um, we were very, <laughs> very, very, very lucky. So um, Wait, it's awesome. Let me ask you something: When they started 
doing, and, and I wasn't there, Andy can talk about it, and you both can talk about it, but when they're calling off, do they start with number 10 and work their way up to the number one when they do the announcements? The day one, it was, it was I think it was the top 25. Top, oh, wow. So you're sitting think, there. Do you even think that you'll be called, or would you hope, or you're hoping you're going to be like tenth, maybe if you got really good? I mean, could, oh, could you even imagine that you're going to be called number one? No, no, not not even close. Not not even. <laughs> I mean, there's always there's always there's always a chance. I mean, just, ladies and gentlemen, it's a Cinderella <laughs> story. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there's always a chance, but no, no, absolutely not. Even when we got those two calls. Uh, day one, it was a pork and brisket call. They were very, very, they were high calls um, and points wise. But then you just kind of look at it. I mean, there's so many great teams here. How are you going to get, you know, this and that? And then when they do the final countdown of, you know, the overall, it's just you sit there and you just, you feel like you just want to throw up in your mouth and they get the five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. It's just, it's, 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 it's pretty cool. It's, it, it was a very, very, very unbelievable special weekend. It's the coolest thing, obviously, I've ever done in competition. You, you know, so, T-Bone and I are poker players, and we were talking about the Chris Moneymaker effect. Do you know the name Chris Moneymaker? Does that mean anything to you? Oh, yeah. It was like uh, World Series. He came out of nowhere. He He came out of nowhere, and he won, and then all of a sudden, World Series of Poker is what it is today, kind of because of him, because a lot of people said, well, I can go play with the big dogs, and that's kind of what you did, so... Uh, Andy doesn't think there's going to be a Chris Moneymaker effect. I, we're wondering if maybe there might be some more people who will enter because of you. Oh, I don't know. I, I They got that show on, uh, which is a great show on Food Network with Michael Simon. Yeah, that's that a great little, show. That six part six part series. I think they were there filming too this weekend. They were. They were know. there. I don't know so who, think, what teams they were filming, but they were there. Right. So they, they've obviously got a second season or, or whatever. I think that show is great. So you get something on the Food Network and. You know, I think no. I think it's. I think it's great. I think who knows. Who well, knows? We, and we've talked about that show too. Now, did did Michael ignore you until you were number one, and then all of a sudden you got a lot of attention from him? <laughs> from from Michael Simon? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I've I've never met the guy, but I, I love him. I've I've been following him for years. He had that real cool show on on whatever it was, Brews um, Burgers and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Uh, Michael Simon's great. He so, is great. No, I, I haven't. I haven't talked. Yeah, he did. He was at a contest in Olathe, Kansas, which is near us, and I think that might have been the first one. But uh, you know, they pick teams ahead of time to kind of follow around, and then hope, of course, that they place. I am guessing they didn't. They didn't pick QU in the beginning. No, no, I <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely now you not. A, you want a back to back though before this, a couple weeks before the Royal, right? We didn't win a back to we won a um, a competition in Wisconsin two years in a row. Yeah. So that that's was cool. that was that was super special. It's a, it's one of my favorite competitions. A little north of where I live, a campground settings. All the close local friends are up there and it's an awesome competition. So I was I was super pumped about that. That so. is very cool. That is very cool. Well, I tell you what, next segment, if you don't mind, we're gonna hit you up about kind of helping out the backyard barbecue because you're kind of the classic out of nowhere winning it. And, you know, every backyard barbecue may have little hopes of maybe doing it someday themselves. And we kind of want to get some hints from you on the next segment. We're, of course, talking with Grant Basilier. There you go. Did I say it right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you just being nice, Grant? Or yeah, did I say it We're going to get it one of these times. But he's got a, a barbecue team that won it all at the Open and Invitational at the American Royal last weekend. Unbelievable. Name of their team is QU. Great name, QU. And, of course, he is also a corporate executive chef on top of that. So we're going to be talking to Grant Bazelier. We're going to be talking about some tips for the backyard barbecue 
coming up next right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kias, along with our producer, T-Bone, and co-host, award-winning pitmaster, Annie Groneman. And we've got from QU Barbecue, who won the uh, American Royal Invitational and the American Royal Open as a first-time competitor. This is off the chart. His name is Grant Bozelier. Did I get it right? Nice. Nice. Did I get it right? Very nice. I got it right. And uh, you're... By the way, <laughs> we do have our drinking games on the show, and uh, we've added one now. If I say Basilier correctly, you have to take a drink. Uh, that's not good for people who are actually drinking alcohol, because uh, hopefully you're drinking a soda, or you're going to get real drunk if I do it right. But uh, Grant, we're so happy to have you on the show. You're, you're basically uh, probably living that, what would you call it, awards hangover, awards glow, Whatever it is yep. for winning yep. two comp- big things at the American Royal and no insult, but unexpectedly, right? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so I want you and Andy to kind of talk about some of the things uh, we, we talked about. I don't know. I can't remember if we talked on the air about it, about uh, grilling with Weber's and things like that. But you're the perfect person with all your knowledge and everything uh, to talk to help the backyard barbecuer. Um, what, what do we want to start out with? We want to talk about pork or brisket or what do you want to go with? Well, so Grant had done a, a grilling series at, at his work and really started to help mm-hmm. kind of show folks how to do some of that. So I'd love to hear some of what he was doing with the ribs and the things out there. Oh, yeah. We, so at, at work, we did a little, we did uh, once a month of the summer. We did this little grilling series back on our pack patio and we just did it with Weber grills. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the first week we did, you know, um, grilled skirt steak and shrimp, kind of a Latino thing. Second week we did, um, we did ribs and beer can chicken. And then the third week we finished it up with, I did pork two ways. I did a whole like smoked pork rack. And then I took that pork rack and a second one sliced it. And then we just did grilled pork rack and sliced so with the second week with the with the ribs, I completely for I haven't done you know ribs on a, on a Weber in forever. So I went home. Um, I you know got some briquettes, got some ribs, um, lit it up. I went how I used to do it. You know, I just put the chimney full chimney in the middle, and then I kind of divvied it out on each side or in baskets or just kind of there, and then a little water pan underneath. Put the grate on top. Season my ribs. That's kind of explained it to him. I, you know, I lit my gr- I lit my chimney when I did that. I would come in the house, season my ribs, season my ribs up, kind of let them sit on the on the on the um in the kitchen. Uh, when it got there, you know, close the lid, kind of fix up your dampers, hit that three hundred degrees, which I kind of just that's what I cook with, and uh, just lay them flat, water pan underneath them. Give yourself, you know, maybe an hour, an hour fifteen minutes. You get good color. A couple spritz there and. I did the wrap with the old school, you know, the the honey and brown sugar. And you're uh, basically doing an indirect cook because you've spread the coals out to the edges, right? So your coals are on the sides and your ribs are down the center. Yeah, I just went, you know, west east with the coals and then the water pan underneath and two racks of ribs. You really can't do that that many more, but you know, um, but that's what that what it was and wrapped them up. 
Check, peeked at them in an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. If they if they hit their tenderness, let them rest. Throw them back on there. Give them a little barbecue sauce, a little bit more kisses, you know, some smoke and <laughs> slice and slice and serve. It was it was awesome. I got a I got a great response from all all the the employees, and some of them actually went home and tried it. So it was it was really cool. And the other key there is you didn't need to let them, you know essentially dry brine overnight or anything you you were able to you season them and you kind of go to the pit in the next 30 minutes when the coals are ready yeah yeah i i didn't do like a like a competition oh that's oh sorry that's my that's my son <laughs> we, we should mention um, that our guest just has a new child <laughs> yeah one, one and a half year old so yeah <laughs> that's absolutely great yeah so no i i didn't necessarily do like a competition just kind of jacked up just full flavor i just went I went old to back in the day, I would just do, you know, I would do a little paprika and some garlic and some onion. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I would just, I'd go old school with it. And, uh, so yeah, I would just season up till they kind of sweat out a little bit and throw them on the grill and, and go for there. So, you know, I just, I, I did, I actually, I nailed my timeline the first time around and went to work and staged it. It was cool. So I, I staged it as, you know, when you should wrap, you know, when you're pulling them to check temp and then I had a grill ready to slice. So it was, a uh, it was it was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Now at the at the competitions, you were cooking on what drums? Yeah, gateway drums. Yep, yep, yep. I've been cooking on those since day one. So, um, um, I love cooking on them. And you do like a three hundred degree cook on those as well. So you're in that hot and fast camp. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much needles up the whole time, and that's yeah, yep. And and the the drums are are cool because you know a lot of people. It, it was great when when the drums first started to show up and before Tim was making them the way he does now, you know, they, you know, people were welding them together and just sometimes they weren't even slapping a coat of paint on them. And mm-hmm. you could win, you could win a contest cooking on drums. People walk up and kind of laugh and go, Oh, look that cooking on a trash can. <laughs> and you could have that sucker that looked like a trash can sitting next to a $25,000 Jambo or whatever, or a, a, you know, a Yoder pellet cooker or you name it. And and they turn out great product, and they're super versatile pits. So it's it's always interesting to see too how the flavor profiles that you get by cooking a certain way uh, drive the judges' palates a certain direction. And and the the that drum style of cooking where you get that little bit of charcoal and char really has done uh, you know well in the last five five to six years of uh, contests for sure. It's been great. I'm actually I'm doing a porchetta on one this week, and I'm doing. I have a little party in two weeks, so I do got to do a little practice run on it. I'm actually I'm cheating. Um, I don't know <laughs> if you guys are, I don't know if you guys are into sous vide, but sometimes if you don't have the necessary time to do a whole porchetta for a dinner, so I'm going to sous vide one, and I'm just going to rage that one of those one of those drums, you know, at 500 degrees, and then just we're going to slice it and have sandwiches this weekend. So I'm looking forward to it. But they are they're very versatile. That's for sure. I cook pizzas on them too. It's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, so so you're gonna sous vide the whole porchetta? I got I got a hundred pound pig coming in. I'm gonna play with. I'm gonna I'm gonna stuff it with sausage. I'm gonna take each side off, kind of grind it up, stuff it with sausage. Just a ton of flavor. Roll it up. I'm gonna cut it in half. Roll it up, cryovac it, and then I will submerge it. I got to figure out. The okay, so you're cutting it in half. I was going, man. I really need to hang out with Grant if he's got a vac sealer that can take a whole porchetta. I'm like, this. Is- <laughs> I, I need a new vac sealer. I don't have one that cool. Uh, we we've done them before for Bears games where we sous vide them, brought them down to Soldier Field, and then deep fried them and then sliced them up. So we've we've played around with the with the rolled pig a couple different times, but it's it's a lot of fun. Well, and all that kind of collagen next to the skin there, and it probably just turns 
gelatinous and great. And then when you flash it, you get that nice, nice, uh, crisp edge on it. That'd just be oh. awesome. Slice it and put on a piece of crusty bread. You can't beat it. Oh, man. So if somebody wanted to try that at home, um, is there a trick for your porchetta? Do you, do you brine? What do you do to, before you roll it to really make that work? And Grant, let me let you know, we just had about 90 seconds left. Yeah, that's like the all, quick hit. All good. You could just go, you could go, you could go barbecue flavors. You could go Italian flavors. You could go, like, I, I prefer, especially with a smaller pig, to stuff it with sausage. Um, I inject a little bit around. Um, I try to introduce a whole lot of flavor into that thing. And then you're going to get some more flavor throwing it on that grill. And hopefully skin pops. I don't know. I've never done it on a barrel. But um, hopefully, if it doesn't, I might just take a little blowtorch to it, kind of cheat a little bit, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> you can tell he's a chef when he says yeah, blowtorch. <laughs> well, and it'll pop because I've done them on a hasty bake. And you get that. It'll get it'll pop. I'm, look, I'm looking I forward faith. to it. I have faith. So are the 12 guests that I'm inviting over this season. <laughs> <laughs> we have been talking with American Royal Invitational and Open Champion. First time at the competition, Grant Basilier. Nope. No. Did not say it right. Basilier. Basilier. Nice. Grant Basilier. Nice. His barbecue team is QU. Uh, Grant, with you having friends over, are they now expecting better food out of you now that you're American Royal Champion? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. They're just, they're just happy to get the invite, and we can all eat porchetta and bread. And just well, hang on. Are you, are you paying for it? It's it's a little practice run, so I might. I got I got to figure that out for a dinner that I have a couple more weeks. So that's right. Know. Hey, listen. Thanks again for being a guest on the show. We really appreciate it, and good luck with all your future endeavors. Again, we've been talking with Brad Basilier, and he's uh, got his barbecue team QU, and we'll be right back with Andy on Barbecue Radio Network. Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Andy need the attention. Welcome back to Andy and Dave here on the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. And a barbecue shout-out goes to one of our sponsors, Old Hickory Pit Smokers. Check them out, oldhickorypits.com. Old Hickory Pits got the wood-burning barbecue pits, both commercial and now residential. Again, oldhickorypits.com. And a radio shout-out goes to one of our stations. Thank you to all of our affiliates for carrying Barbecue Radio Network. like to say hi to KOKR-FM 96.7 in Newport, Arkansas. Again, that's KOKR-FM 96.7 in Newport, Arkansas. Thank you so much for broadcasting Barbecue Radio Network. Now, before we move on, T-Bone, you had something you wanted to bring up about Grant Basilier. Yes, it's a public service announcement. Yes, Grant Basilier, who is a two-time, two-time. Thank you. <laughs> he almost missed his. Andy, Andy was like a deer in headlights there for a second. What? <laughs> so I pointed at him. Grant is a two-time American Royal World Champion, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have a single sponsor. No. No, he he has no sponsors. Um, I have as many sponsors as he has. <clears throat> Public service, and he's sitting there. He's ripe for the picking. And if and if you sponsor him, we want twenty percent. But who's saying? I just yeah. say it. <laughs> no, that that's so cool of him. That is so cool of him to be out of nowhere. Uh, the um, oh god, the movie Caddyshack with the Cinderella effect. 
Anybody help me here? Yes. They're going to leave me hanging, but you know what uh, I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I do. I do. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to remember his name. What is his name? from? Which one? Sarah Live. So, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Uh, we want to talk to Andy Groderman, who, of course, speaking of Ooh. awards oh, here. and American Royal, he is a reserve grand champion at the American Royal Open. And Andy, it's time now as we talk a little, uh, you know, product spotlight. Sure. And uh, this is from All Things Barbecue. You can check them out at atbbq.com. They've got everything you need, barbecue tools, accessories, all the good stuff to uh, kind of like uh, Grant was talking about, making your neighbors jealous by cooking up some barbecue. You can do that at atbbq.com. Andy, what do you got for our product spotlight this week? So, you know, Grant alluded to the the ribs he was cooking for his work event, right. but then he was like, we, he didn't like amp them up, up ah, la, 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 la. amp <laughs> them up, amp them up like he did for the contest, right? And so to do that, you know, you can you do that by bringing the ingredients that have the flavor. So mm-hmm. like I talk about for brown sugar, I don't just use brown sugar; I use muscovado sugar because okay. it's got so much more flavor. It amps things up. Well, you know, you can start all the way at the beginning of your process. Whether you are, you know, sweating down onions for a soup, we're going to be talking about chili here in a little bit, right? So you can use things like beef tallow, duck fat, uh, pork fat, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of just throwing some vegetable oil in the pot, use something that has that flavor that's going to add to whatever you're doing, and it's going to help create flavor. So Cornhusker Kitchen has done a good job of producing Beef tallow, duck fat, pork fat. They've got a wagyu tallow, and this makes it easier for the for the person who's doing the cooking. Yeah, right? you can, and you can. The cool thing, like I like to use the duck fat. It comes in a spray bottle. Oh, nice! So you can spray with duck fat and then sear in it. And if you've ever been to like a nice high end steakhouse, sometimes they have mm-hmm. duck fat fries. Okay, or duck cone fee where they're you know cooking it in its own fat. It is so it adds so much flavor. Got it. And and texture, you get that nice flaky on your fries. It's great. So starting with a a great duck fat or a beef tallow or because we do like, you know, tallow for our tortillas Mm -hmm. when we when we roast off the tortillas. So Cornhusker Kitchen has done all the hard work for you and put that together and you can get that. At All Things Barbecue. All Things Barbecue. ATBBQ.com. Thanks so much for that. So, yeah, we do. We want to talk about chili and I got into uh, not an argument, but a discussion about chili. Is chili a meal or is it a soup? And that got to be the big thing going was chili a meal. I do not think of chili no, as no, a soup. I, I think you're thinking of the Seinfeld episode that you watched was last. That? <laughs> other, oh, no. Yeah, as he was falling asleep. <laughs> I've watched too many Seinfeld no episodes. No soup for you. No soup for you. Um, but chili is just one of those things. And I can eat chili all year round. In fact, we should also force you to do a, a segment on cinnamon rolls, too. Because Ooh, we can do that. Nothing goes better th- with chili than cinnamon rolls. And yet, I still want the crackers. I still want the onions. I still want, oh, the cheese. Cheese. Got a cheese. Yeah, lot of cheese. shredded cheese. Um, I just gunk it up and love it. And, of course, then there's also the argument about beans or no beans. And a pickle on the side. And a pickle on the side. So, let's, let's talk chili. Let's take a minute. Which, by the way, this is something with... 
talking about uh, tailgating, this is something you could probably prepare at home and then bring it out and just heat it up if you're doing tailgating too, right? Yeah, you can absolutely reheat chili. It's For me, it's actually better the second day. All the flavors have had a chance to meld and you really get that, uh, you know, the- A little thicker you, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's reduced down. The starches and the beans have done what they need to do. I like it better the second day. So absolutely cook it. And then take it to the tailgate the next day. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you're, what, what, what's the thing you most important when you start out? It, it, the ground beef, the quality of the ground beef. Uh, I mean, do you want fatty ground beef? What, what do you want to start with? Yeah. So, if you choose ground beef as a base, let's we let's we can even take it a step back and okay. let's say you can do a red chili or you can do a green chili. Okay. Or a, a white chicken chili. There's kind of, but mm-hmm. a green chili could be chicken also. Um, but if I'm doing a, chi- a chili, I actually like to do a burn in chili. Oh, nice. So instead of ground beef, I'll save my scraps from anything that I've trimmed right. up. And whether you put it in the smoker and cook it all the way down, you don't have to do that because it's going to braise in the chili mm-hmm. and get tender. Um, but I'll start with those scraps. And so they've got lots of smoke to them, but it's really about the ingredients and getting that nice earthy smoky flavor in it. And so I'll start with some dried chilies like a, a guajillo chili and just rehydrate those in a little bit of beef stock or water. And as soon as they are nice and soft again, um, I take and I add, start to add my other vegetables to mm-hmm. that and essentially spin that down in the blender into a paste. So I'll put a little vinegar, some onions, some garlic. We'll get all that in there, make a paste, and then I'll coat the meat with that. Put it in the in the Dutch oven with the chili. And again, you know, cast iron. Right. If you've got cast iron, the cast iron Dutch oven is what you want to cook this chili in. And we're going to put it in the Dutch oven, add all the remaining herbs and spices, uh, some Anaheim chili, some tomatoes, and we're going to cook all that down for probably a good 15, 20 minutes. And then add the beans and some vegetable stock and then just let that continue to cook. And I'll put it on the grill and let it simmer open in the grill until it's thickened. So mm-hmm. another 30, 45 minutes. Smells so, so good. You get that cooking. smoke and then boom, meat goes in right in that last 15. Okay. Phenomenal flavors and super simple stuff you have in the cabinet. It's tomatoes, onions, garlic. Like we're not doing anything crazy. If you don't have those dried chilies, you need to add them to your cabinet. But then you can throw a shoe and go the other direction and do like a pozole or a pork green chili. And if you do that, you know, I'll start with some tenderloin, like some pork tenderloin or or pork shoulder and use a carne asada seasoning. And then Anaheim and poblanos, tomatillos, cilantro, garlic, throw some cumin in there. So instead of that richer smokier red chili i'm going to get my smoke from the cumin mm-hmm. and then you know you can even throw potatoes in there okay at the end and I've so never you're going to do that. that yeah you can even put potatoes in your chili verde and i'm going to add vegetable stock and then usually like a dark beer like a modelo negro oh. and then again just let that all roast down after you've you know seared off your pork that you've got right. and and kind of get sweat those the onions down you just let that thing ride in the cooker, and an hour, hour and a half later, so you've got it, an amazing. When, when it's pork riding green like chili. that, I assume that's at a low heat. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. two seventy five. Do you stir it at all, or do you just nope. let it sit? You just let it sit. Just let it ride. Yeah, and then and then get in there and start stirring up, and then then everybody get the bowls out. Yeah, and I'll add the meat 
in the second half of the cook right. and just let all the veg just kind of come together in the stock. And then, of course, the magic presentation. You got the bowls of chili and you got the bowls of onions and the sour yeah, cream. Yeah, cilantro and, to put on top yes. and all the shredded cheese. Uh, yeah, you got to have all of the all the accoutrements. Yes, and cinnamon rolls. Let's not forget cinnamon rolls. Yeah, well, that's a whole other show. We need to get a baker think, on that here. For, is that foreshadowing? <laughs> that's foreshadowing. Hey, thanks again. And, of course, we want to thank our guest, QU Barbecue. He won the American Royal Open and Invitational. Unbelievable first time ever. Did I get that wrong? What did I say? No, no, no. I just I just felt you were avoiding his name. No, Grant Basilier. No, no. <laughs> it's what? Basilier. That's what he said. So thanks again for having him on. Next week, be sure to tune in for more barbecue right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Every Barbecue Radio Network show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform each and every Thursday.